Whenever tofu is attacked, it swears in the Kansai Japanese dialect, and when it is killed, it mutters farewell in Japanese. Ironically, things don't end up very well for tofu, because Hunk is shown eating a part of it aboard the chopper in the ending FMV. Welcome back once again to Margaret Thatcher, Templar Spy. I'm a cloned bioorganic weapon with huge claws known colloquial by horrified locals as James Tyrant Law, and I'm joined today by a big pharma informant and virus engineering bioterrorist codenamed Joel Franey. You can't prove anything. <laughs> today we'll be seeking shelter in Raccoon City as we investigate a terrible virus outbreak, the likes of which we've never seen before or since. That's right, Joel is going to be talking Resident Evil to me. So Joel, where, where do we begin? What's your what's your exposure to Resident Evil to be honest? Uh, like how much of it have you played? I have I, I am terrified of all things remotely scary, so I've not oh, played Resident Evil boy. at all. I've seen some clips of it, like it like there's the it's horrible isometric view and there's the guy with the gun and the girl with the gun. And also Mr. X. I've seen Mr. X. Oh, and I know about the Umbrella Corporation, who are the baddies, I guess, right? Pretty much. Umbrella, I would say from my experience, I played three or four Resident Evil games, that the story of Resident Evil is just kind of the story of Umbrella fucking up and other people having to either suffer or clean up their mess. Right. So so they're trying to, like, what? What are they, what are they trying to do and they end up making zombies whoopsie-poopsie? Well, it's very, very stupid. Because, turns out, in the 60s, there was a a man named Spencer who was a doctor, right? And he just and he heard about an African myth about a plant that made people into monsters. And like any good scientist, he heard this uh, apocryphal rumor and went, "I'm sure this is based on fact," <laughs> and journeyed into Africa to find this flower, right? Which is called Stairway of the Sun. Stairway of the Sun. So he found it. Uh, and then discovered it contains a retrovirus called Progenitor. Right. <laughs> which mutates people, I guess. Okay, so is it is it the sort of the thing where like, oh, we've discovered a thing that may be able to alter life and make you like cheat death or whatever? Are they, were they trying to do that? Yes, apparently Progenitor in its raw form, like just on in the flower, normally always kills people, but the survivors become superhuman. Okay, so, so they... I've seen that as well. So, so, so this guy made Umbrella Corporation, did he? Or yes and no. Like he did, but he made it for a very, very stupid reason. <laughs> right. Okay. Spencer found the Stairway of the Sun and decided, I'm going to quote directly here from the Resident Evil wiki, which is what I'm using today. He industrialized the culturing of Stairway of the Sun in lab in laboratory conditions as part of a wider plan to become the next god king presiding <laughs> over a civilization of superhumans. Oh, uh, it's good to have so, goals in life, you know? Well, here's Spencer's bizarre thing. He's, he got Progenitor and started tinkering with it in laboratory conditions, trying to, like, control the output and the effects right, more directly. Right, because he didn't want to eat it and then die. He wanted to eat it and then become Superman god. He doesn't seem to want to use it on himself. I think his idea is more like, I'm going to create the generation of, of superhumans. Oh, that's going to work out. I'm going to create superhumans who are more powerful than me and assume that will that inherit they... the world, yeah. basically. Well, he reckons um, that the superhumans they... all answer to him. It's not clear. I, I think the idea is that 
because they're raised from childhood that he would pass his ideals to them. Oh, uh, right, okay. But here's the weird thing. Because they didn't have the funding to do this and they needed the money, they just created Umbrella to fund his God King project. Right, so Umbrella is like, on the surface of it, like a pharmaceutical company, right? Yeah, they cut mainly pharmaceuticals. I think they do a bit of everything because it just eventually became so big. It was one of those companies that's kind of got stock in whatever. Right. But pharmaceuticals so it's a, so it's a very like I guess it's a very successful, um, wealthy company. Then they've done very well for themselves, despite like the fact that they were created to fund God Project. They they seem to have gone into whatever industry they want and done really well and made like taken over the world in. In that way. Yes. I think it's implied that most of their products are minor tweakings on Progenitor. Right. And that they use that to, you know, make medicines and make, they make genetic food products, altering. apparently. Computers, cosmetics. Well, I, d- I doubt the cosmetics are based off Progenitor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they make In just like some, some sweet and... eyeshadow palettes, but they've got <laughs> they've got zombie making juice in them. Well, the zombie thing is is the one that they were hoping would make them the most money because the idea would be, hey, let's make a virus that's really contagious and turns people into monsters who then kill their own teammates and that will be the perfect weapon. So they deliberately made zombies. They're trying to sell it to the military. <laughs> right. I don't know how this is better than just a big bomb, to I be mean, honest. yeah. Uh, and also... Because the- even... Even the assumption that I'm guessing, like, well, it leaves all the structural stuff intact. Like, you know, you don't destroy the buildings. But you've still got them filled with monsters who, by definition, have to be better than soldiers with, like, guns. Yeah. Also, um, I don't know. It, this this reminds me a lot of our Call of Duty Zombies episode where in, in zombie stories, every single... Every single government, every single military organization seems to think that they're the ones who can really control and use the zombies for their own ends, rather than it completely fucking up and destroying them as well as everything else. Umbrella has a fantastic combination of expertise in biology and complete lack of self-awareness or common sense. (laughs) Just absolute incompetence in everything else. And I think that this is reflected in Spencer's ultimate goal, because he wants to create these superhumans, and apparently the progenitor thing it gives all like the standard superhuman powers it makes them tougher and stronger and faster and it's established that he wants these children who will inherit the world to be like super smart but the virus doesn't do that you just have to educate them them. well no the the progenitor version he's working on will make them like perfect like oh physical ideal but it establishes that he wants them to be, like, super educated, but the virus doesn't help with that. So he's got to and do the these, educating. Yeah, and all these superpowers don't help in statecraft. <laughs> like, the president isn't isn't going to be helped by being really strong and able to lift a car. Yeah. He's still got to educate them as normal. Yeah. All like, right. oh, we've made the perfect chef who can destroy a window by screaming. Does that help with being a chef? <laughs> perfect chef. Like, yeah. no, well, no, we've still got to teach him cookery. Well, how has that helped? Just teach a normal person cookery. There. Spencer's, like, super children still just have to be taught all the things about being a leader. Like, <laughs> nothing that they can do yeah. translates into leadership ability. Unless Spencer, I guess Spencer has to, like, he's is he teaching them themselves? Like, he's their, like, kind of dad teacher. Yeah, but he could do that with regular kids. 
there's also some rampant hypocrisy going on <laughs> because one of the things that Spencer taught his kids was his kids uh, being like, the being the clone monsters. Yeah, they were part of a project that I can't even remember what it's called now. Something stupid. Oh, it's the Wesker program. It's right. Albert Wesker, the leader of Umbrella. Yeah, so he served them. He told them like his core ideals, which were a hatred of disease and looking for a world without war. And, <laughs> a hatred like, of disease. And a world without war. He's getting there the long way. It around. feels like he's. Uh, it feels like he's completely like not just failed, uh, but done the exact opposite by creating a disease and also creating perpetual war. Is, is that not what he's done? I mean, pretty much. I love that he's like, we've got to get to this point where it'll be a sort of pure world without conflict. So, what are we going to do to fund this? Well, I think what we should do is make a, a company that specialises in weaponized zombie outbreaks. Thanks, Umbrella. Again, lot of scientific knowledge, not a lot of common sense. No. But uh, yeah, one of those kids uh, who survived the experimentation was Albert Wesker, who went on to run Umbrella. So Albert Wesker was one of the, like, he's super strong and super, yes. well, not super smart, because... I'm sure he's fairly smart, but not naturally. I, I don't know. I've seen how he dresses. I wouldn't. <laughs> how does he dress? Like someone from the Matrix. Oh, okay. So he really takes himself like super seriously, like anime Matrix. So yeah, uh, Umbrella went into just fighting zombies. I guess is the is their pro- best product. Right. They so they constantly... created zombies, and now they're fighting them. No, I guess no, they created zombies own... for fighting. You know, the idea would be like, hey, you poison your enemy and then half the enemy becomes zombies which just eat the other half yeah but then you've got half then you've got a bunch of zombies there well yes again i don't see how this is better than just a bomb (laughs) and now and now the zombies are there and they don't really answer to you because they're yep again this is just stuff that you you figure they would have worked yeah i mean again hindsight is uh hindsight is 2020 but it does feel like something that you really could have foreseen. Well, Umbrella then went on to create the T-Virus, which is based off Progenitor and is right. like the zombie virus. The idea. And they did that on purpose. Yeah, in the hope that they could sell it to the military and make yeah. a lot of money. And most of the early games are about them testing the T-Virus, and most of the later games are about cleaning up the mess it leaves behind. <laughs> right. Um, so in, in the game, Umbrella- what do you do? Do you like go into places where they've tested the t-virus and like have to like kill the zombies that are there or something pretty much so the first game resident evil has actually a very very funny story about uh, a secret ma- like a mysterious mansion in the in the in the woods that a uh, local law enforcement is called to with characters who would later become kind of icons like right. chris redfield they show up because they've gotten tips about uh, people getting mauled and like bodies being found and have to fight their way through the mansion, which turns out to be full of zombie mutants. Right. And find that there's a laboratory beneath it where they've been secretly testing this stuff. And what I love is that it turns out at the end that because Wesker is part of the team as like a secret plant. Mm. Um, and he and he says, yes, I lured you all here to test the zombies to see their military <laughs> capability. And I just immediately went, well, that's just the worst way of, of testing that. <laughs> Also, so the zombies failed then because the Jill and, and everyone survived. Yep. 
<laughs> and also just the idea of like, well, what's the best way we can test the military and like combat abilities? Let's call the authorities and alert them to what we're doing <laughs> by leading them to like a key location of our base. I just feel like everyone takes the stupidest route to get to the simplest thing. Just hire some mercenaries. But just also, I mean, I guess, goons. I guess it does because that was the first game and <laughs> Umbrella continues to do their zombie nonsense throughout. So I, ge- I, guess, the, I guess the government slash military are just as incompetent as them. I mean, pretty much. Everyone is very stupid in this series. And, it, and sometimes it's adorable and sometimes it's just kind of annoying. Yeah. But yes, uh, so one of the things that sticks out to me is that Umbrella actually is sort of destroyed in Resident Evil 5. Right. Um, and a lot of what comes afterwards is like, fractions or leftover kind of elements or people finding the t-virus and trying to continue his legacy like the remnants of 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 the horrible shit they've done yeah like cleanup like the world has been so altered that even though umbrella's gone it's never going to really be over it's just going to kind of crop up at places and then you know the heroes of resident evil show up and stamp it back down yeah but they don't need to do this because in resident evil 4 there's a whole plot about monster parasites that control and possess people and you go into it thinking oh this is clearly like an umbrella thing no these parasites are just naturally living in europe oh brilliant in in a world like this like i don't what what's good in 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 the world of resident evil well you don't really see beyond the zombie stuff for what it's worth the resident evil's perception of the world has always been hilarious to me because like i said resident evil 4 takes place in europe and Capcom's approach to that whole thing is that we're just in Europe, all of it at once. So, <laughs> so it's this weird mishmash. Yeah, of, you got like French. It, I think shit, it's meant like... to be Spain, but there's also like France and Germany just yeah. thrown in, and it's it feels like it's from about two hundred years ago. But yeah, and they found these weird parasites known as plagas. Plagas, and they were taken by an organization called Los Illuminados. <laughs> Which translates as the enlightened. Oh, does it? Okay. <laughs> who were very kind of culty. Oh, that's really um, got me. Los Illuminados. And, and they had one of the stupider plans in Resident Evil, which is that they kidnapped the president's daughter, Ashley Graham. The president of what? Of America? Yes. Okay. And put a plaga egg in her. <laughs> Because their leader had a special parasite that allowed him to control everyone else. So it is very much like Alien. I mean, I guess they didn't have that in Alien. But, you know, you implant you implant the parasite inside someone. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of it that's a little bit kind of Geigery ripoff. Little vessel. Though one of the things that makes me laugh is that the, the parasite kind of develops over time. And one of the final stages is... The person's head explodes and out comes like a big tentacly thing going. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't know how they were gonna keep the president's daughter hidden from that point. <laughs> Just like, no, she's always looked like this, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is uh, you, you haven't it seen hits, her in a while, it... all right? It's been, it's been a while since we kidnapped your daughter. I swear <laughs> to God, this is what she looks like. I, I think we gave her a nose job a few years ago. I, I don't know about that. Like, I mean, I believe you know Trump ignores his children enough that he might believe that. <laughs> Yeah, that is just like that. Yes, I mean, yes, you've seen a is. picture of Eric Trump. I, I feel like a, <laughs> a a giant tentacle monster may be an improvement. Yeah, they could have they could have put <laughs> the plugger in Tiffany, and he'd have just never known. <laughs> but then he'd have also given her no power, so you know it, it balances yeah. out. 
And interestingly, Wesker did approach uh, Illuminados, being like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of into this parasite you're, uh, you're working with. Oh, right. They, they link up. Uh, well, they, they got hold of some of the Plaga because um, Leon Kennedy came in and shot everything and blew everything else up. That's classic Leon, isn't it? It really is. That game, I, I always love, that game starts with him entering a local's house with no proof that he's working to, for the military or for the law enforcement. His gun drawn and he starts shouting at someone in their house in, in English despite the fact he's in Spain. So there's no like, so there's no assumption they should know what he's talking about. And then he acts all confused when they don't like this about a gibbering <laughs> so lunatic coming in armed with no like proof of identity. No identity, just speaking a different language, you don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> Dude, meet, you gotta meet them halfway on this. I mean, he's very lucky that the person turned out to be an Illuminados Plaga infected minion, because otherwise I still think they'd have been perfectly in their right to attack him and yeah. try and get him out. I mean, I think regardless of it, someone walks into my house brandishing a gun, shouting at me, you know, I'm warranted to take the rolling pin to their face. Yeah. Well, uh, Wesker and Umbrella did get hold of um, Plaga and made the A-virus from it later on, which is, is its own sort of stupid thing. But I do feel like creating virus we've got enough viruses don't create more i don't know i i I, you know you're onto something here and i feel that chris redfield really should have said this at some (laughs) point when he was fighting umbrella you know i i guess there's like you know bacteria is different you got good bacteria and bad bacteria i don't know are they good viruses i I may be just completely scientifically clueless here but i don't know but I will... I feel like most viruses happen- are bad vibes and you shouldn't create more. The zombie ones? Yeah, I'll say so. I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> uh, I think uh, now's a good time to break into two truths and a lie. Go because on, we've been talking about the uh, the larger consequences and actions of Umbrella. Okay. And, and uh, Los Illuminados. <laughs> and this time we're going to go into three creations of umbrellas uh virus tampering right uh two of these are real one of these are fake okay and uh and all of which are bosses you actually fight in resident evil oh wow okay not the first not the first one necessarily like in like the series um, yeah these so, are these are experimental monsters yeah umbrella like the sort of thing that would break out of a and the containment facility yeah you'd get yeah. a big deal like going up to it <laughs> i'm gonna read them out uh, the first one, Apollo, the headlight zombie. <laughs> Neptune, the T-virus shark. <laughs> um, and Pluto, the fat guy with a stick in his brain. <laughs> I, I fucking love this series. <laughs> I don't have to play this. Um, right, can you tell me a bit about, about Apollo first? Let me hear about Apollo. So Apollo was a boss in uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica, which is one of the uh, lesser known and, you know, it was during one of those periods where you could just kind of feel the series kind of fading out like a sort of slow fart. <laughs> right. Code Veronica is all about uh, its gimmick is like the zombies getting affected with uh, bionic enhancements. So not only are we making zombie mutants, robot but we're putting mutants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were running out of ideas. Uh, Apollo, the headlight zombie. He's not called the headlight zombie, but it's really the only description for what he is. He's got like a headlight on his face. Yes, or f- for a head. For a head, okay. So a big, a big torch head man. Yeah, though from some angles it kind of looks like it, like he has a kind of head wrapped around it, like it grew from the center of his head somehow, <laughs> and there's like a face 
kind of wraps around the exterior of it. Okay. So, so wait. So what, what game was this guy in? What? What? How, how does he Resident, fight? Resident Evil Code Veronica. So he is very fast. He is capable of jumping, and his gimmick is that he uses the big light to blind you before jumping into attack. That so you sounds about away. right. I, I can see him doing that. So you can you sort of hear it go, and then it flashes at you, and you go. Ah, I will say I'm picturing know. the headlight man in my head, and I, <laughs> he doesn't seem scary, but he seems like he seems plausible. Like a you know you might experiment yeah. on him. I'd, I don't really know why they. Yeah, why they would you thought, make something like, like that? But I guess everything's a mistake in this world. So yes, um, that and was. Um, we've also got Fat Man with a stick in his brain. Pluto. Uh, Again, I'm editorialising on the secondary element, but his name is Pluto. <laughs> his name is Pluto, um, and he is a fat guy with a stick in his head. Yes. Uh, Why? So, Why? Well, he is a T-virus zombie. Right. And he's just, <laughs> um, he, he is just like a fat guy with a stick in his head. That's like his... Well, he it, the effect appears to have kind of bloated him. You know, that sort of huge kind of... Yeah. like Almost like he's melting a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. He, he's losing kind of definition um they they gave him steroids to kind of try and grow his muscles so i guess it's not blubber so much as it is like just layers of muscle oh that's terrifying um but but also they've done a few things that i don't know i don't know if it helps uh they took his eyes away just to see how it would affect his senses it's not well blinded him (laughs) he takes them Oh, I wonder how well you can see without your eyes. Shut up. They all, and and they also put a metal rod in his brain to stop him from uh, feeling pain, which they thought was humanitarian. I mean, I guess. I feel I feel it's kind of a lost cause at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, guys, I, we don't want to be the bad guys here. Let's drive a metal rod into this sentient Hey, man, any port in a storm, right? It's... <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, you've gone to all the effort of making a terrifying blubber muscle eyeless monster you might as yep, well yeah. you might as well because if you don't do that then i i assume its existence would be uh almost nothing but pain right i presume so are they sure that know. it worked they... as well like did they just drive a thing through its head and think yeah that probably stops the pain i could can they confirm that that's actually how it <laughs> i don't think they could tell because it was pretty zombieish at that mm. point so it didn't just uh, kind of stand up and go all right, I'm feeling better. Thanks, Do zombies lad. feel pain anyway? I I didn't realize they did. It's not certain. I mean, the thing is, I think it is implied that most of the zombies in Resident Evil are they're not undead; they're just infected yeah. people. I think. Um, so I guess they, unless the virus specifically like cuts off pain sensors, I don't see why they wouldn't feel pain. Yeah, they don't see. <laughs> when I was playing Resident Evil Two, they didn't seem too fast when I put a bullet in them, though. So maybe they're good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess that's their job. Like you know, some some of us wake up and <laughs> oh, they feel the pain, but they just got a really good work. Yeah, like so, some of us Come wake on, lads, up and we're not going to let this hold us back. Yeah, some of us wake up and write content, and some of us wake up and get bullets in the head from uh, FBI agents, and that's just like nine to five. Nine to five, right, baby. Guys. Yeah, you you've got to pay the bills. You know, <laughs> electricity bills in Raccoon City are off the charts. Uh, and finally, we have Neptune, the T-virus shark. Yes, I'm a, b- I'm a big fan of the T-virus shark. Has he got so a shark it, head? Well, no, it is a, it's a great white. Oh, it's a straight-up shark? Yes. It's not a person, it is. it's just a normal shark? Uh, yep, it's a great white shark they infected with the T-virus. Or specifically, they infected, they infected a female, didn't really do anything, but then she gave birth to 
uh, pups and they were a bit more mutanty. Right. And this is one of the mutant pups. Yes. Okay, so we've got <laughs> uh, and this and this shark uh Oh no, my my mistake. No, the the mother is the is the, the mother is Neptune, is the T-virus shark, yeah. and and the mother what comes and fights you on land, like f- just flopping around. She's in the water, but then she'll kind of lunge out of it and uh, like, right, spend okay. a second on the railing, chomping at you before sliding back in. I would personally, if I were if I were the person having to fight this shark, I'd move away from the water and put myself at a bit of a bit of an advantage. Well, I think it's I think the the idea is like you kind of have to go through that room. Because ah, right. the rest of the game is on the other side, so ah, you kind of got to fight it. I hate to see but it. But it's worth mentioning, Umbrella was pretty disappointed with Neptune, because as they pointed out, Great White Shark was dangerous enough already, and it's actually just still not very good, like, on land. Yeah. It's, it's just a shark. Yeah. It's a, we we took a shark, we made it 10% more dangerous. Oh, goody. Yeah, I mean, I'm I guess... I'm looking selling like, that to the military. I guess if you're a zombie, you're, you're, more, you're more inclined to you know, seek violence, right? Like, Because I guess, like, the thing with normal great white sharks is that, like, despite how fearsome and scary they are, you they don't really come at you. You don't get many great white shark attacks, despite, like, I suppose jaws. so. But again, the money put into this, I just feel there's better ways to kill things in the water. Yeah. I mean, we had submarines. <laughs> again, yeah, the, the answer to all of this is that, like, bombs already do exist. Um... And mutated sharks are probably not better than that at killing things. Pretty much. Uh, right, so we've got Headlight, headlight Apollo Man. Apollo the Headlight Zombie. Neptune the T-Virus Shark. Neptune the Shark and... Pluto the Fat Guy with the Stick Pluto, in His Brain. Pluto the Fat Guy with the Stick in His Brain. Okay. And any of them jump out at well, you? Well, no. Initially, the Fat Guy with the Stick in His Brain jumped out at me. But your description was so uh, so in-depth <laughs> that I... I've sold, I've sold you on Pluto. You sold me on Pluto the Fat Guy... And I don't know. I feel like a shark is too too stupid a thing to make up. <laughs> but also, the headlight zombie seems like a thing that they do as well. Like, and it seems like a much easier thing to make into a into a big boss enemy than than a shark. <laughs> the headlight man just needs to be a guy walking around and then flashing you in the eyes. Yeah, well, he's kind of fast in the boss. So, like he dashes around, he jumps. He's like, oh god, it, stop convincing me smell. that they're all real, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, I want to say that I, I think the lie is the headlight man, and if the, <laughs> and that means I think the shark is real, and the fat guy with the stick in his head is real, and I realise that this may. <laughs> This may be ridiculous to people who actually know Resident Evil, but um, you, you, you're committing to Apollo the headlights. I'm committing me. to Apollo the headlights on me, but regardless of uh, <laughs> whichever one's correct, you've smashed it with whichever lie is. Well, clearly I haven't, because you got it right. I got it right. Apollo is the lie. Uh, the okay, so that that was tight. To be fair, yeah, I think I think you just went into more detail with uh with I would have I probably would have said the shark if you didn't correct yourself with the mother oh, and yeah, the, that, the mother and the fair. child. But yeah, Code Veronica. Is a real game, but I have no idea what it's about because I've never played it. No, I'm, thing is I've just, just looked it up now. It it looks not very fun. No, well, it was it was that thing where like I think they'd made Resident Evil three, and then it was just spin off after spin off after yeah. spin off. So Co Veronica is real, but the headlight monster is maybe not real. 
No, though I feel it's only a matter of time. At this I can point. see, I, I can see uh, someone at Capcom listening to this episode and thinking, oh, <laughs> I, I told, I told Gerald at the design meeting that we should have had a headlight monster, and he said, no, that's ridiculous. No one would ever believe. Pulls it. out an old folder covered in dust, going <laughs> validation. I, I said the shark is less believable, and they didn't believe me. <laughs> well, the shark's in the very first game. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's like one of the original Resident Evil bosses. Oh wow! And it's what? It, where did Stickman, Stickhead Boy, come from? Oh, Resident Evil Dead Aim, which is another of those like like non entity. Yeah, not a sequel, not a, like a numbered game. From what I gather, between three and four, there was just a lot of pissing about. Right. Like <laughs> trying just... to milk the trying to milk the franchise without actually like progressing it or making it good. Yeah. Hopefully they continue to make it good. Is it good? I, I I've never played it. Like you see, you you enjoy it enough to play all of the games, so it must be good. Well, they're very. The thing is, every three games, Resident Evil realizes it's shit and then does something good. So Resident Evil one, two, and three are all pretty similar. And then you know, again, like there was this kind of pissing about phase, and you could just feel the series kind of dying. And they went, oh, let's make a good game now, and they made Resident Evil four, which is absolutely awesome. And then it kind of went, oh, we're losing it again. And they made Resident Evil 7, which is <laughs> really awesome. But they're always completely different to what came before. Right. When they so is the next like, one going to be bad or good then? Well, we'll have to find out. Usually it's more like <laughs> they kind of lose discipline and forget what made that new one good over time. Yeah. And they kind of go back to like bad old habits. Well, um, we'll so, find out, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it'll be know. popular because of certain aspects of the, the Resident Evil Villages marketing that we won't mention here. So people no, will I play mean, it. No, and I think we can end the episode on a. The lady's tall! The lady's tall, and people won't shut up about it, and I'm very annoyed <laughs> about it, and I'm. Oh. Um, uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening. It's, they won't shut up, James. She's just. Thanks very tall. much for listening. It's um, just Bayonetta at the beginning of Bayonetta 2. I've never played Bayonetta 2. That's well, a future episode, though. Well, you don't need to if you play Resident Evil 8, clearly, because it's just the same, like, design. <laughs> it's just um, tall woman, people. It doesn't matter. This is look out Look out the to... window. Look at the things that are going on in the world. <laughs> it's just a tall woman. This has been Margaret Thatcher Thatcher Plus by. I'm going to have a um, lie down. Resident Evil Edition. Next week, I'll be tackling something very different. Uh, I'll be tackling Riverdale. It's a, uh, a TV series based on the Archie comics, um, which is completely, utterly batshit. And I, I read Archie versus Predator, and that's pretty much all my exposure to, uh, oh, to no, the no. idea of this. The Archie comics are ridiculous and wild, um, but Riverdale turns it into a CW crime drama. Oh, Jesus. Like, at, attempt at Twin Peaksy vibes. Really? Where, like, everyone is a everyone has something to hide, and it's, ah, oh, we'll get to it next week. And in the meantime, you can... Um, Follow the podcast on social medias at 10 Plus Spycast. You can follow me at James MacLaw and you can follow John Farley. Why? <laughs> I was betting you to say your, uh, your Twitter handle, but never no, mind. No, but why give them that information? There's nothing they can do with it. Uh, you can go follow Joel Franey at Joel Franey. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for, for your time. See you next week. You microwave coffee? Well, if it gets cold and I don't want to make another pot, yeah.
Just drink it before. Oh, that sounds really horrible. Well, it's the same stuff. It, like... I know, but there's just something wrong about it. Just cough up the whiskey-soaked hairball that I've always got at the back of my throat. All right, Al Pacino. People like those breathing exercises, don't they? I've never actually. Uh, not not breathing. Speaking I mean, people exercise. like breathing. It's like it's sitting there in the in the per percolator. The the like. So I do the drip stuff. So I get a filter, grind up the beans, put it in there, get the get percolate in, and I usually make enough for two cups. So like when it's a work day, I usually get through the first cup and then the second one in time before it gets cold. But sometimes I don't. And right. You know, but but if someone said I'm gonna make you a cup of tea, and then you saw them put a tea bag in a mug full of water and then put that in the microwave, I think I just I wouldn't say anything, but I'd have a moment of oh. I think really? Americans this do that, don't they? They don't they don't usually well, own kettles. They they usually just will put one it in the microwave. of many deficiencies. I'm here, ready to go. Surely the joy that you get from this must be finite. Water is underrated. Yeah, it's good shit. I mean, it is good. I would say it's underrated. I don't think anyone, you speak to <laughs> anyone, they're like, what are your rated. thoughts on water? It's just like, I think we could do without it. We A lot of people it. don't like water. A lot of people say, oh, I don't want to drink, I don't like drinking water. I'll, I'll drink squash or something like that. It's like, oh, come on, water is nice. Squash has I mean, got its time and a place. I, I, I like a flavoured drink, but... You don't you know, have to sell me, man. I like water, you know? <laughs> Sorry, you were going to say something I'm, about I mean, I'm literally 70% water. I'm, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm bought into the big water. I mean, it, like, it sounds weird, and like, yeah, I probably... Uh, a kettle would be my first choice, but it probably doesn't make a huge difference. Like, the water's hot. It's like when I stayed at someone's house once, and they let their dog like licked the plates before they went in the in the dishwasher and i just had a thing of like i i know they're about to be cleaned but also don't do that oh the dog just wanted a snack what's wrong with well, that feed it from a bowl not from the human uh, i plate. guess yeah also yeah that means that the dog is gonna start acting up at the, at the dinner table if you do that too much that tongue goes directly from a dog's anus to the dishware um, yeah, so basically my coffee is... I'm going to reheat the coffee after we've finished recording and have that then. We've disagreed on a lot of things, but this might be what breaks our friendship. Well, once we once we uh, start a fucking Patreon, people can people can pay to pay to listen to our, our bullshit pre-episode discussions. I, what, what a reward. 